gentlemen, welcome to Clippers Corner. I just wanted to put out this quick little weekend review, if you will, about this past week, considering I didn't have a Washington football-themed episode, uh, a second one of the week. But let's start right off the bat with the quarterback updates. Uh, the hot name, other than Carson Wentz, which Carson Wentz, it looks most likely he'll be going to Indy, going to Chicago, one of the two. Philly's holding out for a larger offer. I'm not sure if they're going to get that. But you know what? Let me actually go ahead and say I predict Tyrod Taylor's going to sign there. I think he'd be the perfect backup slash bridge to for Jalen Hurts to study behind, or he'd start over Tyrod most likely. But, I mean, they could do similar things, and Tyrod's worked with lots of young quarterbacks. I think that's the perfect fit. He is honestly one of my favorite free agent targets for us right now. As you're going to hear with these next quarterbacks I talk about, I'm not really thrilled about any of our options too much, and I think Tyrod – unless Dak hits the market, might be my favorite, or Jameis hits the market too, which I don't think either of them will, then Tyrod's my favorite free agent target. Uh, but I think he'll go to Philly. I think it makes too much sense. Um, but, yeah, the other hot name is Sam Darnold, and we ha- there are reports that we have called about him. Jets are going to want the first rounder, and as time passes, his the, the, the idea of trading for Sam Darnold is really souring on me. If we can get him for a second and a player or a third – in a fourth or something like that, like, I guess I'm okay with it. I don't expect it to work out overly well, but, I, I mean, I'd be all for it. But if we have to give up pick 19, I'm pretty upset about that because there's a lot of pieces I like at 19. I think we can sign one big linebacker and then draft a wide receiver offensive tackle or sign an offensive tackle like Taylor Moten and then sign then draft a linebacker. Around one. I love pick 19 right now, and I don't want to see that spent on Sam Darnold. But another big name that's entered the market now is Russell Wilson. And look, just like Deshaun Watson, I don't think Russell Wilson will actually be traded. But he's definitely unhappy. And apparently management is not that happy with him, and that's been made known. And then a report comes out today, Washington is monitoring the situation, meaning we'd be interested if he is indeed on the move, which, you know what, if we could get Russell Wilson, I'm all for it. You can have whatever you want for Russell Wilson. And believe it or not, I think he'll probably – I think he's – Definitely a better player than Deshaun Watson, at least at this point. But I think he would cost maybe a tiny bit less. But, yeah, you can have whatever you want for Russell Wilson. I'd love to get Russell Wilson on this team. It's his hometown team. He grew up rooting for them. I don't expect him to be on the move. But if he is, I'm all for it, and I think we would make a swing there. I think we're more likely to make a big offer for Russell Wilson than we are for Deshaun Watson. And I'm pretty sure – there's been public mutual respect between Russell Wilson and Ron Rivera. If not, they've both been – I know they've had some playoff battles and they've played each other over the years, and there's a lot of mutual respect there. So I'd love to see Russell Wilson in D.C. That would really be something. Uh, like I just mentioned, Deshaun Watson, Houston's still insisting they're not going to trade him. We'll see what happens there, but I, as of right now, I'd expect him to play in Houston or hold out for this upcoming season. There's still plenty of time before the league year starts. We'll see how that drama is unfolding. But Houston is a mess of an organization right up there with Philly. I think those have become the two worst-run organizations in the NFL, beating out Cleveland and Washington now that both of us seem to be on the rise a little bit at least. Uh, At least we're experiencing some short-term success. Hopefully, for both cases, it's sustainable. Uh, Another name, and I've talked about him extensively on this podcast before, but Derek Carr. I'd love to get Derek Carr, but it's reported that Vegas doesn't want to move him, and apparently they're posting a lot of stuff about him and stuff on social media, which means if they do move him, he's probably going to be really pricey. And But there are reports that we have called them, and I would love to see Derek Carr 
on this team, but I don't want to give up Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson type, Matt Stafford even type level trade for him. I'd want him for like a second and a fourth or a second and Landon Collins and a fifth, some shit like that. And from all reports, everything I'm hearing, that's not going to get it done. So I don't want Derek Carr if it's going to cost too much. And I expect him to be starting in Vegas next year. Mariota, they're apparently open to dealing, which is similar to Sam Darnold for me. I, I, I would be okay with him up a second rounder. I'd try to get him for a third, maybe a lower profile player. Uh, I wouldn't be giving up any big pieces there. I wouldn't super expect that to work, but he's, it'd be a one year trial with Mariota. He could come and compete with Kyle, come and compete with Taylor Heineke, who just resigned, by the way. And it would be work out fine, but I wouldn't want to give up a second rounder really for Mariota. That would be my limit there. And that's it for the quarterbacks on the moves. Oh, actually, let me touch on Bridgewater real quick. So it's pretty much reported that Carolina will be big players in the quarterback market. So they could honestly be a team for Russell Wilson. It's been known that they would push for Deshaun Watson. Another report saying Miami uh, is maybe the most likely destination when Deshaun came out today. I forgot to mention that. But Bridgewater, I'm not really interested in seeing here. I mean, he's just been moved on from multiple times now in Minnesota. I know that was injury-related, and they were big believers in him at first. But, I mean, I think we've seen what Bridgewater is. And if we bring him in, that means we're drafting Trey Lance or Mac Jones or something this year, too. Or we're targeting quarterback in the first round next year. I mean, he's a bridge quarterback. That's what he is at this point. And I'm not a fan of trading for him. He's also got a decent-sized contract. So I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that. Let me jump into some of our own current players with expiring contracts right now. Like I just mentioned, Taylor Heineke's back on a two-year deal. I think it means that he's definitely going to be our quarterback two or three. Uh, I hope to see him as quarterback three, honestly, but it looks like he might be quarterback two. But it's very incentive-laden deal. He's probably not going to make that almost $9 million, whatever it's worth. It's for two years. It's like a million dollars each year base that he's pretty much getting. But with incentives, it's up to like eight. $0.75 million he can earn up to. But so happy to have him back. It's basically what I expected for him to be back on a contract like that. But so now we got a couple big names, and we talked about them last episode or two episodes ago. I'm sorry, but Brandon Sheriff and Ronald Darby. So I expect Ronald Darby to test the market because he signed a prove a deal, deal last year. I think he's probably – we probably have an offer on the table for him, and he's going to test to see what he can get. Will we match it? I don't know. I'd love to see him back, but I'd like to get him – like $8 million a year, maybe $9 million a year would be my max for him. But he might be able to get that or more on the open market. So I expect him to go out there, test test what teams are interested, what he might be able to get. Uh, my, I, I would love to see him back on like a two-, three-year deal for us, though. But I expect him to be a little later in the offseason. Brandon Sheriff, though, if he's going to resign, I don't expect him to test the market. If he hits the market, I'm going to assume he's gone which if that happens, I'd love to tag and trade, which I don't think we're going to do. But it's, if Sheriff leaves, I, if he hits the market, I think he's gone. So I'm waiting for that news to come through any day now. Hopefully we resign him. Like I said, I think we just need to pay him what we want. I've seen some anti-Brandon Sheriff uh, love on or hate on Twitter, I guess. But it's like, I think they're saying you can't pay a guard that much, which I definitely understand. But I think the salary cap's going to start to go back up after this year, most likely. And it just also, it's, I mean, he's been a leader on this team. He's one of the better guards. He's one of the most respected guards in the NFL for sure. He's probably a top five guard. I, I don't I don't want to see him at the market. He's been an integral part of this team for a while now, and I'd love to retain him. But, I mean, if he leaves, he leaves. And then we're going to have to be big, big spenders 
at guard in some capacity over the next year or two if we want to be serious contenders, unless we just really trust like a fourth round or third round or whatever. But I mean, even the third round guard, like you could consider that spinning a little bit. But moving on from our own players, those are the two names that we're waiting on. Kerrigan's probably gone. Orlando Brown, it's up in there in Baltimore, right down the road from us in D.C., and he wants out. He's just another star name in the NFL that wants out of his current situation. He want, he played left tackle for Ronnie Stanley after being a right tackle beforehand. Everyone knows left tackles make the bigger dollars. Uh, when compared to right tackles, left tackles are one of the premier positions in the league. And now Orlando Brown, who performed well at left tackle, wants out because he wants to play left tackle. He knows Ronnie Stanley's going to get that gig right back, and they just want to move him back to right tackle, which this sucks for Baltimore if they have to move him because while they can probably get a good amount in return for him, it's really the value, the value of having that tandem at right tackle and left tackle and Ronnie Stanley and Orlando Brown, especially if one of them was to, um, Stanley was to go down and Brown could just shift over and play left tackle, which is a premier position. I mean, that that was a great – that, that, that's a great setup for them. But if they do have to move on from him, I would I would be definitely willing to part with pick 19 to, to get him. He's a proven player. He's played very well. I mean, I'm all for using pick 19 on an offensive tackle like Christian Darasaw, Rashawn Slater, if he were to fall to us in the actual draft. So why would I not be willing to use that for a proven commodity? The downside with him is he's proven, so he's going to have to get a huge contract pretty soon. It's going to be a, arguably – one of the biggest, maybe the biggest contracts as far as left tackles go in the modern day NFL. So it would be a pricey to get, and we would probably have to give up a bunch to get him via trade anyway. But if we could land Orlando Brown, that'd be, that'd be a nice acquisition. I'm not going to be mad about it. There's no way we would get him and then a big quarterback like Russell Wilson. So if we are to get Orlando Brown, that we're probably out of the Wilson market, out of the Watson market. But, hey, that's fine with me. I'd, I'd love to see Orlando Brown on the team. Don't expect that to happen. Uh, another big name on the move, J.J. Watt is out in Houston. He wanted out. They cut him. Uh, Houston, like I mentioned earlier, very shittily run organization at this point. And I guess it has been for years, but starting to catch up with them now. J.J. Watt, I'd, how can you not love him as a person, as a player? He's been such a fun follow. He's done so much in that community. He's been a beast. He's one of the better defensive players I've ever seen play. Uh, so how could I not be happy to see us target him? I don't think it will happen, nor would I want to pay him huge money. But, I mean, let's say we were to move on for a defensive lineman like uh, Montez Sweat or Chase Young even, which I don't expect us to move on from either of them, nor would I want to. But if one of them goes – you. I mean, that's not a bad replacement to bring in, even though it's definitely a different style of defensive end at this point in his career. Both of them are more athletic, more modern-day defensive end, and he's more power rusher. But I don't expect to see us sign J.J. Watt. I would be happy to see us do it, but that means we've probably moved on from a star defensive end, which I'd rather just keep what we have on the roster. But, I mean, if we were to trade Montez Sweat in a first-round draft pick and then get well, in a second round draft pick, some, like some package like that, and then get Russell Wilson and then sign JJ Watt. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not a bad, not a bad option at all. I mean, both of those personalities with Ron, I think that'd be an amazing tandem. Not that I expected to happen, but you know, that'd be a little fun situation to come up. Uh, moving on to a couple other players. This is pretty, pretty much, it looks like Tampa Bay is going to be retaining the players that we would realistically target from the roster, such as Chris Godwin, Levante David. It seems like, uh, someone like Shaq Barrett might hit the market, but 
like I just mentioned, like we're probably not going to be big spenders in the edge rusher market, which if we were, then sure, target Shaq Barrett, but it wouldn't make a lot of sense for us to sign him right now. But I don't expect Levante David to leave. I don't expect Chris Godwin to leave. I don't think either of them want to leave, and I don't think Tampa wants to part with either of them. And those are definitely the two biggest names that we would be the most interested in as far as Tampa goes. But I would be thrilled to see us land either either one of them. But so moving on from free agency, just to touch on the draft real quick, cap off this short little episode. Um, the curious case of Kadarius Tony. Okay, so he's someone that I have preached on and have talked about loving. But like I've said, if you follow me on Twitter, there's a lot of wide receivers I love in this draft class. Lots of which can be later, be acquired later in the draft than him. At because if we take Kadarius Tony. We like almost certainly we will have to use pick 19. Maybe if we trade back a couple of picks, we could get him in the first round, uh, like pick 20. But I don't think we could get him in round two. But there are reports of him having character concerns. He was involved in some sort of credit card scheme or something with some other Florida players. And I mean, we, this is something my whole life I've seen Florida players who are super talented and just can't stay in trouble, can't stay out of trouble. And it's just always a shame because I've always liked Florida. I've always rooted for them. Uh, growing up, they were always one of my secondary teams outside of VT. And, uh, but I mean, we've seen this happen over and over. So I hope to see him. I don't, I hope he doesn't fall. I mean, if, if for our sakes, if he fell to round two, I'd be thrilled to get Katerius Tony in round two, but I'd still expect to see us have to take him in my 19 if we take him. But like I said, if we miss out on him, there's so many wide receivers in this draft class that I love. One of my favorites, Amari Rogers from Clemson. You stick him in the slot, I think he can separate super well, and I think we could move him around as well. I mean, while I say there are a lot of playmakers available, other ones I like, Tywin Wallace, uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue. There, there's Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. There are so many wide receivers I love. But Kadarius Tony definitely has the highest upside out of all of them. I mean, he's he's electric. I think you can definitely move him around. You can give him, get him the ball and sweeps. Use weird little screens. Just get very creative with Kadarius Tony. He's electric, and I would love to see him in D.C. So we'll see a come draft time where he actually goes and where he's projected to go at the time. But there's definitely been lot, plenty of cases in my life where I've seen at this point in the year a player ranked as a first-round player, and then they, by the time draft time comes, they're like a fourth, fifth-round pick. Many times that's happened to Florida players. So – Hopefully, for for the Gators' sake, he can he can keep his draft status high. See him go in the first round. Other names. Also, I'll say he's been incredibly mocked to us. He's probably like the consensus mock draft pick right now. And again, there's plenty of time before the draft. But uh, almost any mock you look at has us taking him at pick 19. Other the other two common names you see are Christian Darisol, which I've already said. I'd love to see that. I think he would be a great addition to our offensive line, especially depending on what we do in free agency. Sign a linebacker, sign a wide receiver, draft him. I think that's a huge improvement to the team. But then the other most common name, if you look at any mock draft, you're sure to see one of these three names pretty much. But first two, I'd love to see with uh, Kadarius Tony, Christian Darisol. But the third name, Mac Jones, no thank you. I do not want Mac Jones. He is not the quarterback I want in D.C. I would not be shocked to see it happen, though. Um, I just think he lacks upside. He lacks athleticism. And I know we don't need a mobile quarterback. But I'd almost rather just take Kyle Trask in round two, which will probably be there in round two. And I don't really like Kyle Trask at all. I wouldn't expect him to be the answer at QB. But I'd rather take the risk there than, than take Mac Jones at pick 19. 
you know, if it happens, of course, I'm rooting for him to prove me wrong. But I just do not want that to be the case. That's going to do it for us here today, guys. Let's jump into the dedication part of the episode. I just want to do a quick little around the league update. I didn't get a second Washington football team themed episode out this week. So I wanted to get you one this little this weekend just to just to hold you over until until next week. Welcome to the dedication portion of the episode, guys. Before we get into it, let me just say, maybe reiterate, I probably have said it before, just keep your eyes on the timeline on the Twitter feed lately because, or in the coming days because we're probably going to start to see some re-signings, maybe some cuts as trades come through soon. Not that I necessarily expect any trades or cuts, but I mean, it, the league year is coming up, starts I believe March 17th, right around there, if it's not that exact day. So we're almost a month away and, you know, we want to see players like Brian Sheriff get locked up pretty soon. The news of Taylor Heineke coming out just shows that we that we are working towards that. So so keep updated on what's going on. I'll I'll, I'll do my best. If you hit me with a follow on Twitter at Copa Corner, I will keep you guys updated. Make sure to hit every episode, of course. The handle is just the name of the podcast minus the S. You know that by now. Make sure to make sure to hit that with a follow. I'm gonna go ahead and do the dedication part now. And that's I'm gonna go out to the give it out to the Pouncey brothers this time, both of which played center slash guard in the league for a long time, many year vets, and they both renounced the retirement today. I believe they're twins. One's a longtime Steeler, one played in Miami for a while, and then also for the Chargers for a bit, I believe. And um, yeah, just great interior offensive line, and from my lifetime that they've been in the league for a while, and it was always cool that they, that they were brothers. You know, I love the brothers in the league. Uh, Tech has had a lot of brothers play for them, including the Fuller brothers, the Edmonds brothers. So I, of course, I, of course, I love brothers, <laughs> brothers duos and the, the trios and such. And the Pouncey brothers have been playing in the league for a while. Nothing but respect for both of them. So my props to them for great having a great career, each of them individually. And then of course we're gonna give one to Rich Tandler. Love you, Rich. Rip Rich. Um, player of the episode today, none other than Victor Macho Harris. I love Victor Harris. Uh, Macho Harris, what a nickname. Uh, he played for Tech. He was a ball hockey. I believe he had like 15 picks in his college career. Also was a super nice punt returner here. Uh, fifth round draft pick to Philly. Had a nice little NFL career. Played a lot of special teams. Well, it was a nice rotational, ple- rotational piece. Actually played the 2010 season in Washington. And then he went down to, the, or went up, I guess, to the CFL. Played four or five years there, had a couple picks, had four or five picks there. So just an all-around cool career. He had a nice 2010 stint with us. Love this rock number 20. Had some cool hair coming out the back of the helmet. Love Macho Harris, so he's going to be the player of the episode today. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Like I said, hit hit me with a follow on Twitter, at Cobra Corner, name of the podcast, minus the S. Make sure to leave a rating. Make sure to leave a review. You know, I want to get some feedback and improve this podcast as much as I can. And those helps and spread the word to your friends, you know, your fellow Washington football team fiends, you know, uh, we got to get everyone, get everyone together. We're going to get everyone together, talk about the off season, and then we're going to ride and die with this team throughout the season. All right, guys, thanks for listening.